The Bible Study Podcast, episode 349. Today, the Bible Study Podcast begins a study of Psalms with Psalm 22. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I mentioned last week that I thought we would start a study of the book of Psalms. We're not going to do every psalm, but we're going to do some highlights. And I want to start with some of the psalms of David, including today, Psalm 22. If, by the way, you have a favorite psalm that you would like us to cover on a future episode, let me know, and we will try and get to that. Psalm 22 is not a happy psalm. Psalm 22 is the psalm that we believe that Jesus was quoting as he hung on the cross. As Jesus hung there, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that is the opening line of this psalm, as we will see in a minute. And this is a psalm of David. Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. There's a certain rhythm in the Psalms, and especially in this Psalm, Psalm 22, which I wanted to examine. It's one of the reasons why I pulled this one out. As you can see, David starts this in a fit of despair. Remember that David spent a fair amount of his time, about 15 years from the time that he is anointed as king till the time he becomes king, running from his life from his king and his father-in-law, King Saul. And then later on in his life, he spends some time running from his son, Absalom. And so David has some difficult times. And my guess is this is probably in that first time when he is running from Saul, but I don't know that for sure. But one of the interesting things about this is David's psalms are very emotionally honest. Basically, he is saying at the beginning of this is, I feel abandoned. I have been praying, I have been praying for some time, I've been praying my heart out. I've been crying by day, I've been crying out by night, and you don't answer me. I feel that you have forgotten me. It is a very honest, emotional cry to God. So honest, as I said, that we believe Jesus quotes this from the cross. And while that is very interesting, And I do appreciate the emotional honesty of David. The other interesting thing about this psalm, and I think the thing that is instructional for us, is verses 3 through 5 here where he says, but, and the but is implied here, but you are enthroned as the Holy One, but our ancestors put our trust in you, but to you they cried out and were saved. It's almost like there's two different things going on in this psalm. There is how I feel, and there is what I know to be true. And he spends some time going back and forth between the two things. I feel abandoned, but I know that you are enthroned and that you are God and that our ancestors put trust in you and they cried out to you and they were saved. I feel like you're not listening to me, but I know that can't be true because that is not who you are. And the instructional thing I think about that psalm for us is that we do have how we feel, but our faith should not be guided just by how I feel when I wake up today. 
Our faith should be guided by what we know to be true based on the witnesses of those who have come before us, based on what God has done previously in our lives. And that's why David's psalms so often start in despair and end in hope. Here is where I am, and yet I know this to be true. I know who you are. Let's continue on in verse 6. But I am a worm and not a man. Scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shake their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Again, this is how I feel, and yet this is what I know to be true. I feel like a worm. I feel like everybody is against me. I feel like they mock me because of my faith, because my faith looks ridiculous. Because I have been trusting in you for years, and yet I'm still in this situation. But what I know to be true is that you have formed me, that you have always known me, that you made me trust in you. So the other thing we learn from David here is that what other people say about him What other people say about his faith is not as important to him as his knowledge and faith in God. That, again, is a fairly good lesson. Continuing on, Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me, roaring lions they tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord... Do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of the wild oxen. So again, the way I feel and yet what I know. The way I feel and yet what I'm asking for. So what I feel is surrounded. I feel outnumbered. I feel defeated. I feel used up. I feel exhausted. And yet what I know is that I can count on you, God. So don't be far from me because you are my strength. Please come quickly and help me. This is the ask. And this is the reason that I bring this all up is that I believe that you can help me and I desire that you help me and I ask that you will. And then a very unusual transition considering where we started this. Remember, we started this with, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I pray to you in the morning, I pray to you at night, and I don't get any answers. And yet in verse 22, it says this, I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering or the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him. But he has listened to his cry for help. 
From you comes the theme of my praise in this great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. In the midst of his despair, in the midst of his defeat, in the midst of feeling surrounded, he prays to God and then he acts as if he is sure that those prayers will be answered and he bursts into praise for the God who he loves, for the God who loves him, for the God who doesn't forget the afflicted, who doesn't forget the poor and the despised and the scorned. What a wonderful example. I would suggest that if you find yourself in depression, if you find yourself in difficult circumstances, that praying through some of David's psalms might be a useful tool for you. Because he also found himself, for very good reason, to be depressed, despised, scorned, surrounded, defeated, beaten. And yet he comes to praise. And this is one of the reasons that I believe we cling to and cherish David's psalms now, thousands of years after they were written. And he ends this way. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive... Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. This is the hope and the faith of David. This is the reason why when God looks at David, warts and all, all his faults, all his sins, he looks at David and says, this is a man after my own heart. David is someone who trusts in God, even on days when he wakes up and feels abandoned by God. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.